I'm Renata Bernardi and this is the Job Hunting Podcast. So in this podcast, I help you nail your next job and have the career that you want. So this is my intent and this is what we're going to do today. If this is the type of content for you, you're currently on the market looking for a new job or you're keen to get a new job, let's say early next year, trying to get yourself organized for it. Um, make sure you subscribe by clicking on the subscribe button, of course, um, and this is available on iTunes and hopefully in other places as well. If I have mastered the art of uploading a podcast, we're still in the single digit. So there are three other earlier podcasts that you can listen to. So find them, have a look, because this is part two of a personal narrative uh, conversation that we're having. It'd be nice for you to find where part one is. Um, you can connect me, with me everywhere. I am on Facebook, Instagram, um, and I have a website. Uh, the website URL will be on the episode notes, so um, check it out. There's a nice um, document there that you can download that may help you. I give 10 tips, and I really, really love that document. I put a lot of thought into it. I hope you like it too. So let's um, jump into it. Oh, by the way, I am on LinkedIn as well, and you can definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. What I have decided is that we're not going to have um, career discussions about your career on LinkedIn because you probably don't want that. Uh, but you can definitely DM me and uh, send me a message and connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, most of my career and job hunting conversations will be held on Facebook groups and through this podcast, right? Okay, so this episode, Personal Narrative Part 2, I will have to finish what I started in Part 1. It went on for too long and I had to stop. And what we were talking about is on how to develop your personal narrative. That's actually your personal brand. I just didn't want to call it personal brand because I know many people hate the idea of personal brand. Am I making this up? I hope not. I, I think when I do say personal brand, um, my clients roll their eyes. So I decided to call it personal narrative and I think it's a much better word anyway. You'll see why in a minute. You know, I use research that is about um, narrative discourse and philosophy and the way that we communicate things to each other. And then I make the, I weave into the branding conversation um, at some point. Um, you don't have to uh, listen to part one, actually. This, uh, are, they're kind of um, self-sufficient, uh, isolated uh, topics uh, on personal narrative. But it'd be good for me personally <laughs> and hopefully for you if you go back and listen to part one as well. But you don't have to listen to that one to understand this one. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, there, okay. Um, but in part one, just very quickly, we, um, we're not going to go into detail. I'm just going to mention that I spoke a lot about Roland Barthes <laughs> and how I discovered Roland Barthes, who's a philosopher, um, social scientist, um, I think you can call him that. Um, and that was through A Lover's Discourse, which was a play. I went and saw it three times and bought the book, read the book. But, um, and I mentioned the paragraph of that play that often comes to my mind when people ask me to write about myself or to, about themselves uh, and they cringe, you know, be it a bio or a LinkedIn profile 
or a resume. So Bath's horror on writing about oneself is my own. Just realized the microphone is a bit far away from my mouth, so I'm moving it. Hopefully I don't have to say all those things again and you could hear me fine before. Um, so yeah, so Bath uh, has, uh, there's a, a, a great paragraph which is in the episode notes, uh, number three, have a look at that. Um, so although I, I want my clients to learn to be, to feel comfortable in situations where they need to speak and write about themselves, I never complain about reviewing and editing their resumes because quite frankly, Time is of essence when one is job hunting and sometimes we just don't have the time to go through the learning process. So um, just keep that in mind because it is so much easier to write and critique someone else's work, yes? Um, and if that's how you are wired and that's how most people are, find someone you trust and someone who has great skills, uh, good English uh, and proofreading skills to help you. And there are lots of people out there. I have a couple of friends that I count on. Um, I have at times asked people to help me write it. Shout out to Carrie, who has many years ago done my resume. Um, Denise, Andrea, Leonie, lots of friends. Uh, Paula, I'm, I'm, list <laughs> I'm listing all the great people in my life who have amazing English. Um, you can tell I have an accent. Um, if you go to my LinkedIn, you figure out where I'm from. Um, and so English is my second language and I've been in Australia for 19 years. I've lived in the US, but still, you know, I really like to make sure that everything is absolutely perfect. So make an effort to find someone that can review your resume for you. You have to put in the effort, however, to write that resume yourself. Deep down, you have all the answers and you most certainly have all the knowledge about your experience, skills and strengths. You know, there is nothing harder than writing a resume from scratch for somebody else. So you really need to put the effort to do the first draft at least to help whoever you hired or whoever you've asked a favor to um, uh, review it for you. So how can you write and speak comfortably about yourself in a way that enhances your personal brand? Well, the answer for me, in my opinion, is also with Roland Barthes. Uh, let's go back to Barthes. So you see, because he is actually known for his expertise in writing, expression and communication. He studied discourse and narrative, which is how we communicate in speech and writing. And he came up with five different ways stories are told. I will leave a link in the episode notes for you to read about the five different types. But I will focus on only two in this discussion because we're not trying to learn narrative, we're trying to get a job. Um, and so focusing on two is um, much easier. Um, first, because the one I think we use the most uh, diffuses the focus on ourselves and ends up hurting our career progress, at least in my view. The other is the one I usually ask my clients to move into if I feel that they are not using it. And it is very comfortable to use. It's not bragging about yourself. And I hope you will find it easy to transition to as well. I'm confident it will have a very positive effect in your career. So what is it that people do that I have said is ineffective in building their personal narrative? I do believe people are most comfortable communicating in what Roland Barthes call hermeneutics. 
it's a big fancy word you don't need to remember it but here is what it means it's the way in which we communicate by delivering breadcrumbs clues that we hope people will follow to make a decision about us so examples about hermeneutics in literature are the bible it's all written in clues and you have to read reflect and and put those clues together it's the same with poetry most poetry um, so also most recently let me give you something a bit more modern <laughs> not the poetry or the Bible isn't but just so that you know that's not kind of ancient history here most recently if you play that type of video game where you have to find all the clues that lead to other clues and it's all cryptic and very difficult to understand that's hermeneutics right so for example in the work in work um, what does that mean Renata give me an example if someone asks how your project is going let's say your project manager and you answer something along the lines of well you know it is what it is the report made its way to the board the presentation was done last Monday and you're kind of answering it in a very blase way but not really finalizing your sentences and not really bringing it into um, amplifying the the words and the meanings of what you're trying to do you may want people to read into that that you're confident you may want people to think that you do these things all the time and you're not really worried about it um, that the project is done and dusted that the project is important because it went to the board it's material enough to be presented to the board and you may want the person to read into that that you are a good confident project manager well let me tell you they won't read into it okay and when you miss out on a promotion and you think but I always delivered my projects on time and I did them excellently and the board were always happy with the results accepted the results this may all be true um, but it may not have been communicated well enough to the people that make decisions about promotions and those are the people that are asking you so how is your project going you know you have to be ready for those moments oh gosh who was it that told me just yesterday oh yes uh, Mo my my new friend Mo said something to me yesterday that I thought was absolute gold he said my dad always told his dad was in the army and he went to two wars but he said to Mo, I went to only two wars but I'm always ready for battle and I think that that's exactly the type of sentiment you have to have in your career um, when you hear a question about your project your something that includes your performance that may lead you to bigger and better uh, opportunities remember to deliver a mindful um, answer so what would that look like there is another way of telling a story that is way more compelling right without it being a breakfast and that's kind of the the line that people don't know how to cross everybody um, you know I don't have any one in particular it's just really hard for us to talk about um, us and the things we do 
Uh, we're not wired that way. We're not educated that way. We're educated to think about the others, to think about the community, to work in a, um, a team effort, a tribal uh, way. And um, so it's something we need to work on. There is a different way of telling a story that Barthes has called semantics, which I really like for personal narrative and personal branding. And it's when words, visual cues, your body language, the entire scene carries meaning and adds up to the story. Okay, so you don't have to spell out what you mean. It oozes out of you and people just know. So an example that has nothing to do with work that I love is um, the Bridget Jones movie. And the scene, it's quite famous, it's actually a meme. Um, Bridget and her boyfriend have broken up, I think it happened. Um, and she is on the couch in her pajamas, drinking. I think she's also smoking. Drinking, smoking, watching TV, and listening and singing to All By Myself by Celine Dion. And you just know that she's super sad, that she's heartbroken. She doesn't have to say it. She doesn't say, I'm sad, my boyfriend and I broke up. But you just know. You just know every bit of that scene amplifies that message. Everything has been intentionally put together to make you feel sorry for Bridget Jones. It's an iconic scene and everybody knows it. So if you haven't seen it, um, okay, I'll put a link to it below on the episode notes. So have a, a look. So how can you use that idea of semantics to build your personal brand? Well, think about the whole composition about what you want to portray professionally to others. Let's say you want to be the best project manager there is. Someone asks you how your project is going, you lit up, you are energized, you answer mindfully. Remember, you don't need to spell out every detail um, don't go into that rabbit hole, uh, hole because people are not that interested. They just want to make casual conversation with you, possibly. Okay, I'm thinking of that kind of scenario. Remember, Bridget didn't tell us, uh, the audience, that she was sad. And in a minute, uh, you knew that just by watching the whole scene. So that's what you're trying to do. But it needs to be something important to that person. They need to empathize with you and relate to what you're trying to do. Pick something within your project that is relatable to the person that has asked the question. So if they are from HR, you say, it has been great, a great opportunity for you to lead a team and you really enjoyed it. Maybe it was the first time that you were coordinating and leading a team, don't know. Invite them into the experience by offering to present to them um, ask them if they want to know more about the project. You know, if they have a staff meeting weekly or fortnightly, would they, you know, you can come in and talk about it five minutes. It may help her team or their team. Um, so, you know, something along the, line, along the lines of it's been great working with this team. We met all the delivery KPIs, etc. And look, I'm not, I'm not trying telling you to be positive all the time. Uh, quite the opposite. If things have not gone to plan, it's important to convey that. But this is the, the deal, right? Think glass half full, first of all. 
don't be a total negative person about it. It's the worst thing that you can do for your career is always complain about things. Uh, we can talk about, um, have another episode about that. Um, but what have been the challenges, you know, in that? Explain um, whatever you can, you know, in terms of um, things that can be said to a, a colleague or publicly. And then tell them about the solutions that you or the team implemented or things that are, are under consideration to resolve it, right? Because people who get promoted are people who find solutions to problems, are people who manage expectations, deal with adversity and complexity, and who are excited to take on um, challenging projects. So yes, it hasn't been all rosy. These are, you know, big challenges that we're facing now. And um but, you know, we're working on implementing a few solutions we came up with. You know, I, I, I offered a few ideas and the team is putting them together. We're sorting it out. So I hope you can think of better examples for your field. But, you know, using that idea of moving away from delivering cryptic um, breadcrumb-like information and moving into um, a narrative that every bit of you and the way that you're conveying the message and what you're saying is amplifying and reinforcing the message that you want to send professionally, right? Send me a DM or a message or an email if you want to share an idea about this um, or a story. I'd love to hear from you. Before I end, I need to say a few words about getting results. I was thinking about this as I was saying um, a few things um, just now. So here it is. Um, personal narrative or branding is built over time. Okay. So think about the concepts of natural selection. Repeat a strate strategy consistently over time and look back at what you were doing, review it, do a self-assessment on what has been successful, what worked well and what didn't work well. And then um, adapt and and try again okay until you come up with a you will never be completely resolved in that you you are constantly involving your branding and personal narrative but you will try a few things and you will feel more comfortable with certain ways of communicating and I want you to focus on your strengths and build that over time and if you're mindful about it, you will pay attention to it and it will be an easier um, task for you. McKinsey um, put together a list of questions on how to trust your instincts and I will try to find it and add to the episode notes. But basically, it's experimenting and self-assessing, adapting when you notice something is working well and evolving in your own personal narrative so that you are in a winning situation, right? That's why I mentioned natural selection before. I hope that makes sense. I may need to do another episode on this. I am really obsessed with the idea of personal best and how to find it within yourself. Trust your uh, findings and your instincts, but doing this in a scientific way, I think you can call that. I think we can say there is a bit of science in my crazy method. So there you go. Um, what else can I say before we go? 
On the episode notes, you will find a link to the document I created. I mentioned that at the beginning. It's my top 10 tips for making job hunting less stressful and more successful. I really enjoyed it, uh, putting it together. Uh, once I decided to write it, it just poured out of me. So it was great. And um, on the first page, I explained why I, I wrote it. And it was, you know, really... Um, nice important thing for me to do personally later on i kept thinking of more and more tips and i think i have a few more um, which i can convey in another document because yeah i have a lot of things to say does the podcast so that's all for now folks remember to subscribe share with others and check the episode notes which will have links and additional content on the topic of this podcast and links to my website where you can connect with me and sign up to the newsletter etc and etc okay see you next time bye